My name is Alanda. Um, I'm a senior, and my uh, major is sociology and criminology. Um, the facility that I learned about is called the Crossroads Adult Transitional Center on the west side of Chicago. My name is Nayeli de los Santos. Um, in this assignment, I learned about Dixon Correctional Center, and my major is Social Crim. Hi, uh, my name is Mariana, and I'm also a senior from Dominican, and I learned about Kivani Life Skills Reentry Center in Illinois. Okay, um, our, my overall impression and takeaway from the Crossroads Adult Transitional Center um, was that there's only a small percentage of people who actually are being cared for um, properly during COVID times, but a majority of them are being neglected and being pushed to the side by the staff members at this uh, facility. For mine, uh, Dixon, uh, the overall impressions uh, and takeaways from looking over the reports is that many weren't given the resources to take care of themselves, and when inmates were asked how often did you get cleaning chemicals to clean yourselves slash sleeping area, um, 86.26 answered no, that they weren't given the resources or cleaning supplies in order to take care of themselves. Um. For my center, which is K1, the overall impression is that most of the inputs, the input, in, inmates there are treated well, they are fed, and majority of them feel safe. Plus, they have all the proper care and cleaning supplies to clean their cell during the COVID um, pandemic. Also, like they were asked um the, the common areas you have access to get clean at least two times a day in the last week and 80 percent said that yes the areas were clean and only six percent said no so majority of them like the place and um i don't think they're like have dirty cells or um stuff like that um moving over some impactful information that i saw in the reports for my location was that while most individuals felt neglected and they didn't have enough cleaning supplies or soap um on top of that at my location they were asked the inmates were asked um, did you at least get one free phone call in the last week and more, majority of them, which is 78%, said no. So I can only imagine that while you're, you know, living in these, this concrete building, uh, you know, there's a pandemic, you can get the risk of getting infected. Um, so on top of that, you don't have any connection to loved ones. So I can feel like that does take a toll on people's mental health. Um. For me, um, the Dixon facility, um, something impactful that I saw in the reports is that many inmates weren't given the access to a clean environment during COVID and majority of inmates involved in the survey mentioned that they strongly disagree that authorities treat them with respect. Um, 
Um, the most impactful thing that I saw in the report is that the um, Kiwani Reentry Center is letting people make more choices and allowing the incarcerated men to have more independence and responsibility. Like this facility lets men walk around without being escorted. Like they go to the yard, library, dining rooms, art rooms or gym on their own. And all they have to do is just sign in and sign out. And I also learned that these men, like they appreciate the opportunity of being at Kiwani and have this chance to change themselves in a better way by showing their effort, like the responsibility and their hard work. Because for people like them, it's very hard to get into this re-entry center. And like they appreciate that they got this opportunity. Also, it was kind of shocking for me that most of the people, majority of them answered that they feel safe and they have the cleaning supplies, they have food, they have water, they can go outside for a walk because I thought the majority of people are probably like sick there and they're not being treated well or taken care of um, properly. It's very interesting how me and Ayali seem to have uh, kind of common conditions of yeah. not having proper soap and um, cleaning well, you, Mariana, it seems that they are very adequately, you know, kept yes. protected. Yes. Doesn't even seem like a jail. Yeah. It seems like they're taking their needs for theirs, which is a good thing, which should be happening more often. But the sad reality of most Illinois um, correction offices aren't really like taking care of their inmates i think they're more worried mm-hmm. about like money yes something. for example for uh, my report from kiwani the question was did you have enough soap to regularly wash your hands in the last week and 87 percent said yes and only 10 said no so the majority had the cleaning supplies no that's really interesting because like at mine it was like 30 of uh, 59 percent said no so it's wow. like it's more like more than half so yeah interesting and um I, I know i did some research at my location and uh there was like a question about you know like education and training opportunities which this uh facility does offer they do offer anger management and they offer therapy education to get their ged um so uh it makes me just question like how does how is that actually executed and do people actually get access to that right what about the reports saying i mean talking about how do inmates take care of um protecting themselves or being safe to others like do they cover their nose while they cough or sneeze or do they sanitize the um the shared items that they use like phones or forks or something like that because in my report uh, 90% of inmates were caring about others so they were um, taking these regulations like seriously they would wash themselves wash their hands often they would cover their nose while they coughed or sneezed and um, they were doing laundry almost uh, four times a week 
What about wow. you guys and your reports? I, I think that's、uh, interesting because at my facility that I learned, most of them, when they asked like, the actual person of how they did, most of them were like, yes, you know, I do. I sneeze, I cover my sneeze and、oh, wow. whatnot. But when they asked about the inmates around them, the answers changed drastically. Most people, I guess, they're like to. Think that they're doing everything they can, but then people around them kind of have like a different opinion. Because、um, when they asked if they follow good health, like 100% of them said yes. But when they asked if the inmates around you follow good health, a good majority said no. Yes. That was interesting and funny. Yes. Yeah, for mine, um uh like the same, I, I'm pretty, I feel like mine and your, um Prison is pretty much the same because、uh, many of them, well, inmates were asked if the people around you follow good health practices in the last week, and most of them said no. And I feel like the reason as to why is because many,、uh, I feel like many jails aren't have, like, giving them resources and like classes to like educate yeah, them and how、point. to like take care of themselves and take care yeah, of them. Yeah, I think. I didn't even think about that, but that's a really, that's a really good point to bring up. Because, you know, I feel like most of us, when this、yeah. pandemic started, we were like, most of us had a good idea of what to do. But, you know, if you didn't, you could easily just look it up on your phone and、right. you know, get all this information on how to keep yourself safe. Yeah, it was shocking for me because. Even like regular people who are not prisoners don't have enough of supplies, you know, to sanitize the areas or have、yeah. like enough of、um, everything for themselves. So to,、um, to see prisoners having like soaps, sanitizers, and all of it was kind of shocking. Yeah, and then when I actually, when I,、um, in this study,、uh, they were asked how they found about COVID and they literally just、oh. had a bulletin board. And it just shows how,、mm-hmm. like, how much they actually care about the inmates. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they're humans and they should be、um, educated in these matters. It's still the responsibility of the I mean, government and, you know, everyone. Yeah. It's life. Yes, I feel so, like nobody informed、yes. them on anything. They just made the rules and they had to follow them like all the time. So, since we're like talking、yeah. about like how much of a different reality they're living compared to us,、um, how, how does this compare to how I guess we've seen it depicted in you know, like popular media or what we've seen in person or what we've heard from others? Like, personally, I don't know anyone who has like, dealt with any prison facilities.、Um, I know in the media it's not painted in the, a great light. Like, I've seen a lot of posts where people are taking pictures of inmates and they're putting like, pieces of paper against the, the windows, saying, like, We have no cleaning supplies, We, there's no heating, and they're like, complaining that like, they're being mistreated. So, I feel like It, this report accurately represents that for me. Yeah, so、um, during COVID, I, one of my cousins、mm-hmm. was actually in jail and he、um, mentioned that 
they really didn't take care of them every like they treated us to if they were normal like nothing was happening um i don't remember what was he was oh three hours away no it was in the city it was done in illinois but um it was like two or three hours away and he had mentioned that they weren't taking precautions to like keeping uh places safe sometimes they wouldn't even have soap to clean their hands and you wouldn't have known any other way unless he told you that is very yeah and i mean we i feel like as being part of like social crim majors i feel like we are exposed to how these correctional um places are because i mean we're forced to study about them so it's like we know what's happening and i feel like social media um doesn't really talk much about how prisons are inside until yeah yes you have to know someone from prison or jail to tell you about that experience because nobody knows anything this is not going to be shown on news or anything like that yeah Yeah, about what was your guys like expectations when um when you were about to read the reports like what conditions did you expect to um to see or observe I expected mm-hmm. the same results that I saw um, because, I mean, I see a lot of like I don't know this um, like I see <laughs> a lot of like crime shows and a lot of people that um, well I don't know if you guys have heard ninety days in and someone goes into jail for ninety days and they try to like mm-hmm. they're undercover so um, they show the conditions and. I, I, it was expected that the conditions that I saw in my um, my uh, like prison was gonna be that they didn't have the right resources to yeah, keep themselves I, I think healthy. Media definitely portrays prisons as like the worst place. It's like you get mistreated for like even breathing the wrong way to like deter people from grow- going there. But it's like sure it's scary and might deter people but people still end up there and the condition should be a lot better um and that's just a personal observation but i also thought that what i was looking into the reports it wasn't that surprising it was just more like like a jab in the heart like i'm like not surprised and you know yeah for example i thought that during COVID 19 like many prisons or correctional facilities will make harsher rules than they're already for inmates and that more people would, will die in prison because of their health conditions you know it's very um easy for them to catch the virus and i read that the inmates at the kiwani reentry center they feel safe they can take a shower at least three times a week they maintain six feet apart from each other and they wash their hands shared items and they can go outside for a walk at least at least once a week and it was kind of shocking for me to read the reports because i expected that there's like a poor hygiene between prisoners or they're locked up in a cell without like a chance of going outside to even breathe like a fresh air um I guess we'll move over to um, 
kind of discuss well, like what factors kind of make it possible for these facilities to, you know, maintain the conditions that they're in. Okay. Oh, I think that it's a very difficult question to answer because it is based on like our own impression from what yes. we've learned and having to do our own personal research. But I think it comes down to, at least for like Nayeli and I, is that there's not much care for these um, inmates. Uh, they might be in neighborhoods where there's not proper funding for them and with COVID, uh, it's they're just pushed off to the side they're not a priority and so that just mm-hmm. keeps these prisoners in, in danger yeah I feel like feel like for mine Kiwani Reentry Center I think what what factors make it possible is there is not a lot of people there's only around um, 130 people in the facility and majority of them come and go like they go on the parole you know so I don't think it's very hard for them to buy all these soaps or uh, Clorox for them, for inmates to to clean themselves and clean their cell. So they're not spending that much money on it. But if if there would be like more people, I'm pretty sure the answers in the report would be different and probably similar to your guys. Yeah, so I think what this tells us is that depending on where you get sent, it will impact your experience. Um, yeah. Of your Illinois, yeah. you know, yes. prison experience. Like, not every uh, prison or correctional facility can be the same, you know. One of them gets more money, one of them gets less, and... Yeah. yeah. Also, the staff, the staff who's in charge of them. Yes. And then um, for mine, um, my jail, I don't know if I mentioned it in the beginning, but it's, uh, it, it mostly um, focuses on like people that have mental illnesses. So I would have figured that they would have taken them, um, they would have taken them, like, taken care of them a little bit more than usual because I mm-hmm. mean, they don't really understand probably how this whole situation is going so I think that I feel like that's another like it just it makes me feel bad knowing that they had the same responses as to Alondra um, because, um, mine Alondra, is, yours is um, up, right? on, on the lines of that and it's also just um, men um, so uh-huh. there are similar to mine just like only for men but I it is also like you said it is sad and it's frustrating because yeah. not everyone learns the same way about information not everyone reacts to orders the same way mm-hmm. so someone yeah. needs to be properly trained in mental health to be able to work at these facilities yeah and so we'll just move over to um should we i guess what changes we would like to see okay. yeah um i 
I would like to see um, the needs of the inmates be fulfilled um, because at the end of the day they're human just like us and uh, these inmates have uh, mental illnesses and I feel like I'm pretty sure I mean they offer they offer um, substance abuse um, anger management classes sex offender treatment and life skills but as COVID approached, um, I would have, it would have made me feel better if they would have had like an extra COVID um, class so they understood and maybe provide their inmates with more resources because like I said, it's probably, it takes longer to educate yeah, them because yeah, they true. have um, I think also information about COVID is always changing, especially like at the beginning. You know, no one was told to wear masks until way later on mm-hmm. here in America. So, you know, the at the speed that we're getting information, it's going to be completely different for them. So, yeah, uh, for me and my facility, uh, again, also having their needs met because if they're not being taken care of, this is just going to be a, like a another place where COVID can spread even more and also cause more harm to society because it's just like whoever leaves this place they're gonna have COVID and maybe get into contact with someone else or everyone there is just gonna be locked in with COVID yeah for my facility like the Kiwani reentry um center I feel like all the conditions there are good and I think during the pandemic prisoners have to be let outside more than once a week because it's good for them to breathe like fresh air and move a lot in order um, to stay healthy also engaging in some kind of a sport would be a good idea for prisoners to exercise and stay fit mm-hmm. and have something that you know like would cheer them up like it unites people improving their skills as a team and leadership and that is also very helpful if they get released into uh, society mm-hmm. Okay. Good points from everyone. Um, don't know if any of these things eventually happen, but um, I think we all know that like these facilities need to be improved, especially since you know where yeah, these social majors, crib majors. Um, we we realize it's it's more than just giving just people help. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of other intersecting social problems you know like race and class and gender that goes into these places right (laughs) and uh, i guess we can discuss about how covid is affecting prisoners um so as we discuss um it it impacts their health um their relationship with loved ones you know like if they know a family member has covid they can't just you know visit them like do they have that free phone call to talk to that family member as they're dealing with covid you know they just can't go and visit them and say their last words to them yeah in my facility kiwani um prisoners can't even call anyone so yeah they cannot use their phone or make at least one call a week so they don't know anything about probably like their family and their family doesn't know anything about them 
as well. Um, for mine, um, COVID isn't obviously allowing always to be with their family members and as well as they aren't giving enough resources to keep clean. But um, like Alondra mentioned, they're not giving them any free calls, like any extra um, source of communication with their families because you never know uh, if any of your family members are being affected because the, mm-hmm. the jail isn't giving them that resource to check and see. Um, but I like, I, like I keep mentioning, they're human. Obviously, people make mistakes, but I feel like people are allowed to do these things, like check up on their families, see how they're doing. Yeah. Because, I mean, families yeah. are important. Keep them people maybe, grounded. Yeah, they may be, like, bad inside, but they probably love their family, so they want to talk to them, you know, and have some kind of a conversation because sitting in a, in a room, like, with four angles and doing nothing can drive you crazy. Exactly. Very good point. I, yeah. I think there's a lot that can be done by, you know, people, which is not family members, but people who... You know, they can take part in activism and mm-hmm. they can, you know, like as I've I've seen on like social media, people actually drive up to these facilities and they see that the prisoners are like trying to get the outsiders, like their attention. And, you know, people post it on like social media and they record it and they protest outside of there to like kind of make noise. So like that's one thing people can do. Another really simple thing is for people like us is to just talk about it and learn and and not educate others right exactly you know not everything is yeah, <laughs> as it exactly. seems yeah yeah and i also feel like um as being part of like uh like gen z's we're very um we're very um like we're we're exposed to social media on a different level um because um there's a jail downtown that um like you said Alondra, mm-hmm. you mentioned that there was people holding signs um in their windows um telling people that they didn't have resources and if it wasn't for that certain video i wouldn't have known that that exact jail wasn't giving the resources to yeah can, like help themselves mm-hmm. um keep clean um be healthy and i feel like social media also plays a role in our life um and i feel yeah like definitely expose everyone around us to this information i guess it's just like yeah we yeah we wouldn't have like found out in a way we just like get so much information delivered to us so quickly yeah like every day we get something new and yeah yeah so for um what do these prison conditions suggest about crime control um for mine um there wasn't a specific one but it said that the governor's pledge to reduce the noise prison population reflects the concessions that mass incarceration is a problem in itself and not the variable not the viable answer to crime control and they also mentioned that the governor the governor also acknowledged the reality that conditions in Illinois are unacceptable and unsafe for prisoners and staff. 
But what just shocks me a little is that to address the issue, he wants to hire more correctional officers when he already mentions that they're yeah. not being they're yeah. not part of a healthy environment. It's and why would you want to more yeah, he just contradicts himself. And that part just shocks me. I for yeah. at the crossroads facility. I did look up at their website and it did say that the annual cost per inmate is $23,076, which is, you know, they're making a hefty price out of each individual, you know, so to me that suggests that crime control really isn't yeah. that big of a priority, it's more just, as we've learned, kind of collect them, rally them up and lock them up in here and you get profit off of it. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know each individual case of these, uh, the men in this facility. I don't know why they're there for. Maybe they know they were wrongly convicted. Maybe they were rightly convicted. You know, there's a lot more that needs to be, I guess, researched by me. Because mm-hmm. I, it really is yeah. like for me, it's it's a it's a profit type of thing for them. Yeah, it's more of like yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's more about the profit rather than um, the life mm-hmm. and the positive yeah. change in their life. How about you, Mariana? Um, I think the Wakumani Reentry Center is doing shows that people can change and have a successful future if they're given the opportunities for it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and these inmate, inmates showed improvement in their behavior, their education, and working when they are treated with some kind of a respect and they can be responsible for their own actions. So when they know they're responsible for what they're doing and they treat it like as adults, they show improvement. So I don't think crime control is more about changing people because it doesn't i don't think it does anything good for them they're just getting more scared and more violent that's what i would say yeah i think you made a really great uh connection to the book actually when you mentioned like when they actually given the proper resources and effort like rehabilitation Mm -hmm. like it's definitely exists and it's it is possible for anyone but it it like Ariana said you have to have people who put an effort and the person themselves has to put an effort yeah like i don't believe that people can completely change after the kind of like correctional facilities or anything but some kind of a change you know can be there some kind of improvement in behavior and um in education or you know communicating with people like they can become better definitely agree with you mariana Um, so I guess to summarize this um, podcast is that it's prison is, is lacking it's definitely lacking some do make um, good efforts like in Mariana's facility yeah but some people aren't as fortunate um, to get to decide where they land after they've made you know mistakes in their life yeah, yeah. I feel like my facility is kind of treating people better than your guys are the one you were researching yeah. about and it's like two against one so yeah, <laughs> so prisons in illinois are not 
that great, <laughs> I guess. But it shows that like it, it can be done. Yeah. 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 So I mean, they could just use all this money to get the resources for inmates and not use them in their in their own way, you know. Because who knows where this money goes yeah. when they get it. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> That's the biggest mistake. Yep. Goes into the, the pockets of <laughs> the people in power. Yeah. Yeah. Any last, um, I guess, commentary from you guys? And then just wrap it up. Yeah, I feel like we talked about everything. <laughs> Like, we yeah. talked about all the main points, important points from the reports, and we got to the conclusion that mm-hmm. it's not it's not that safe for people to stay in prison during the pandemic. Yep. Yeah, and it's also, it's proving that they should um, give them more resources yeah. so they don't feel mm-hmm. a certain way towards them. All right, guys. It was that nice to talk to you. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's it. Okay. I hope you guys all, uh, uh, you know, have a great rest of your night. We all took the time to Yeah, to have talk. a good night, all. Thank you. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>